Welcome to the Connections Podcast, presented by the Nebraska Safety Council, serving all of Nebraska since 1961, providing education and leadership to empower people to live safe and healthy. Now, here is your host, Nebraska Safety Council Executive Director, John Leffler, Jr. Well, hello and welcome to our Connections Podcast. June 1st, our third podcast and finally some rain. We are uh, coming to you live from the Hale Varsity Club here in La Vista. And did want to mention, we've actually moved. We're around the corner now, uh, just on the other side of the, uh, the kitchen. So um, we're typically in their area where they have um, a lot of the other podcasts and other live radio that they do here at the Hill Varsity Club, but they've got an event going on in there today, which uh, I wanted to bring up the fact that they do a lot of events here, and you should definitely look them up. It's a fantastic spot. Uh, info at hillvarsity.com is where you can get more information about their catering and, and all the different events that they, they have going on here at the Hill Varsity Club. I want to welcome you into the uh, Connections podcast. Uh, make sure you get it on your calendar. Our next uh, podcast will be August third and uh, spotify apple uh, music you can find us uh, on those mobile marketplaces uh, wherever you listen really to uh, to your podcast and if you'd like to get involved we would always like to hear from you uh, about topics that we can cover uh, here on the connections podcast you can comment on facebook where we're actually streaming live on our nebraska safety council facebook page today we are going to be discussing traffic and specifically the 100 days of summer. Now, they, they call them the 100 deadliest days, but I, I don't really like using dead and summer in the same sentence. But the fact of the matter is, um, there is there are issues that need to be talked about, and it, it does take a community, and that is why we do this podcast. Uh, Jeannie Beats, who is a community health educator with the Nebraska Department of Health and Human Services, is joining us, as well as public relations director for the Nebraska State Patrol Cody Thomas, and uh, we are going to be talking about those 100 days of summer and diving into some specific uh, areas and topics um, and how we can actually help out those that maybe are most at risk during this time of the year. And if you're wondering those 100 deadliest days, that's the time between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Many thanks to Cam and Chris uh, with HerDab Media, who uh, helps us to host this podcast. We are going to come back and dive right into this topic. That's coming up next here on the Connections Podcast. The Nebraska Safety Council is doing our part to keep Nebraska roads safe, but it takes you to make it happen. With support from the Nebraska Department of Transportation Highway Safety Office, the Nebraska Safety Council can provide a free road safety presentation for your business or organization. Education and up-to-date information on seatbelt safety, cell phone use, distracted, impaired, and drowsy driving, along with assistance in developing your road safety policies. Visit nesafetycouncil.org to learn more. Actually, shout out to Kirk Van Pelt, who is our new road safety specialist at the Nebraska Safety Council, uh, who's been uh, traveling around the state to do those road safety uh, presentations. So definitely look us up. It's a, a fantastic way, especially with professional development, uh, if you're looking for some different um, 
opportunities for your uh, your team, where, wherever it is that you work, your organization, to uh, check out that road safety uh, presentation. John Leffler, Executive Director with the Nebraska Safety Council, joined today by Jeannie Beats, who is the Community Health Educator with the Nebraska Department of Health and Human Services, and Cody Thomas, Public Relations Director at the Nebraska State Patrol. And our focus today on the next three months, which unfortunately has been dubbed the 100 deadliest days of uh, summer. Now, the 100 deadliest days, the period between Memorial Day and Labor Day, when fatal team crashes increase dramatically. In fact, nationwide, about 7,000 died in teen-related crashes from 2010 to 2019 during the summer period. And Jeannie, I'm going to start with you because teen drivers have a higher rate of fatal crashes due to a lot of different things, Uh, you know, just immaturity. They're teenagers, lack of skills, lack of experience. When you look at the national numbers, it definitely gives you pause. And and even with Nebraska's graduated driver license, uh, driver's license uh, system requirements, motor vehicle crashes continue to be the number one killer of Nebraska teens. Where are we falling short as leaders uh, in the community, as, as parents, and as those that just want to take care of our kids? I think the biggest thing is looking at the comprehensive approach that we as a state are taking. Um, graduated driver's licensing had a huge impact when it was first introduced in the 90s. Um, team crashes and related deaths were way higher than what they are now, but we could still do a better job. Um, some of the laws that we have in place are kind of old and need to be updating. So that would be one area that we would want to, you know, as a state, take a look at and, and making improvements on. Um, definitely helping parents understand their role in keeping their kids safe while they're in a motor vehicle, whether it's as a driver or as a passenger. Parents are a huge role model um, for their kids when it comes to driving. They watch everything that we do. And so we want to model that. And also for parents, I think we need to do a better job of explaining the driving restrictions that are associated for their teens when when they have their permits. Um, There's a lot of restrictions and they're there because it keeps the kids safe. And so the more parents know about it, the more likely they can enforce it and use a, a tool such as a parent-teen driving agreement. Yeah, well, I'm, gl- those- I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we were talking about this on the drive up here today to do yeah. th- this, uh, this podcast. And when I was doing my driver's education, you, know, you got done, you passed the test, you got your driver's license. But for my team... When she got her driver's license, you know, there's a little bit of education that goes on there as far as the number of passengers that she can have when she's not allowed to drive. You know, that's going to affect your curfews. And you talk about those driver agreements. And I think the curfews are a huge part of that and really enforcing those because, you know, it's like my mother used to always tell me nothing good. You know, Johnny, nothing good happens after midnight. You need to be home by midnight. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, So. Cody, for you, you know, thinking of it from the the enforcement standpoint and, and being with the Nebraska State Patrol, when you mentioned the 100 days, it's it's really it's it's an awareness campaign. I mean, obviously, we're looking to to protect folks, but for the troopers and I was thinking a lot about this as we were preparing for today. It's a time of the year that, you know, it's it's summer for everybody yep. and it should be enjoyed by everybody. But I would imagine it becomes a source of increased stress this time between Memorial Day and Labor Day. What proactive measures can we expect from the Nebraska uh, State Patrol during the next three months? 
So I'm glad you mentioned earlier that you don't like the 100 deadliest days. I don't use that at all. Yeah. Uh, and the state patrol doesn't because I, I also don't want to associate driving with death and summer with death. So it's the 100 days of summer. And we have a 100 days of summer program that we do every year, which really is a, a statewide effort, but it's really localized. So what we'll have our troopers do are a lot of very specific uh, enforcement efforts where we'll either use overtime funding, which is given to us from the Highway Safety Office with Department of Transportation, or, or maybe it doesn't involve the overtime. Maybe it's just a, a specific effort that our troopers in one area will do based on community events, because that's, that's one thing about Nebraska that is just awesome, is there are community events every single weekend in so many communities across the state. And so we try to make ourselves part of that event um, through a little bit of education ahead of time, through some enforcement during the event, and then education again after the fact. So we use the summer as a way to really get local in our enforcement. Yes, the interstate is still very important and a major point of enforcement for our troopers, but getting into those local communities and doing those events, whether it's the Wayne fly-in that they had, not really known for major traffic issues this last week, but we had a trooper there. And just being present in those communities, uh, Oregon Trail Days in uh, Garing and Scotts Bluff, that's a huge event for them every summer and brings people from all over, uh, really Wyoming, Nebraska, and Colorado come up to that event. And so we have a, an enforcement effort there. Uh, we do some high visibility patrols, DUI checkpoints, things like that. And and our troopers will partner with local agencies, like Kearney Cruise Night is a great example. The Kearney Police Department has a fantastic effort that they do every year around Kearney Cruise Night. Our troopers piggyback on that. And while Kearney officers are really local in town, our troopers will cover a little bit more of Buffalo County and work with the Sheriff's Office on that. So those type of efforts, that's what we're doing throughout the summer. And and so it's a it's a statewide 100 days of summer campaign, but it really is localized. And I'm, and I'm glad you brought up the, the community events, because that clearly is something that you you see a lot more of that direct involvement from from the state patrol. But another area, at least in and Jeannie and I were discussing this as well, that we have noticed a lot of the social media engagement for for the state patrol. And I know you're not one to take a lot of credit. But that is something that since you've come on, I know that you have put an emphasis that there is a lot more of that engagement via social media. And from my perspective, I think that going back to what I had, you know, initially asked you about and the fact that, you know, these troopers, these men and women, you know, they have families, too. Yeah. And, and this is hard on them when they're working through a time where they're just they're doing everything they can in their power to protect these kids and protect these other folks there's more cars on the road but the the social media that the state patrol has done i feel like it's really given um it's given a personality to the patrol and 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 what they're providing nebraskans what, what sort of the genesis of that what did you identify you know to kind of build that up because i really feel that you, the engagement has grown and i pe people are looking at it as yeah. that, that personality um that's been just an, an awesome team effort all the way across the state um because we have a facebook page we have a several twitter accounts we have one main twitter account but we have troopers across the state who tweet uh we have an instagram we have a youtube um, and while all of those are not as active as some of the others, uh, we try to reach different audiences with each um, because we understand that
Facebook doesn't necessarily have the same same demographic reach as right, Twitter. Does. Right. So as, if we're present on all of those, we have a better chance of reaching more people. And as much as I would love to have safety message, safety message, safety message, those things don't resonate quite as well if you haven't built up the following already. So what we really strive to do three or four years ago, maybe even five years ago now, was to build up the following so that when we share the safety messages, they reach further. And so like we do safety Saturdays, it's it's not necessarily traffic enforcement related every Saturday, but there's something on there every Saturday. If we did that five years ago, it wouldn't reach 2000 people. Now every one of those posts is probably reaching 20 to 30,000 people. So that's why we built up our social media the way we do. Um, what you talked about is it's called humanizing the badge yeah. in law enforcement. And that, and the entire idea of that is when you think of a state trooper or a state investigator, um, what we have are people. They're out there. They're working. They're Nebraskans. It's not a car. It's not a logo. It's not a hat. Mm-hmm. As much as we may associate troopers with hats, it's not a hat. It's the person under it. And they're Nebraskans. They care about their communities. So many of our people serve in the community that they grew up. And I don't think people quite realize that. Maybe there's a perception that. Is, is that kind of, is that more of a Nebraska thing? Or do you, do you I, see I that? Think it's, it, that's pretty common among state agencies. Okay. Um, there was a time in state agency law enforcement where you basically had to throw your name in a hat and you get shipped out to Gordon or something like that. If you're from the Omaha Metro, that's a six hour drive and that's not necessarily home. Um, That's not how it is anymore. We've localized our duty stations a little bit more. Uh, When you apply to go into the patrol, you have the opportunity to say, here's where I live now. I'd like to stay working in this area if I can. And so we've got a graduating class coming up now that um, we've got a, a Gothenburg recruit who's going to work in Lexington. So there wasn't necessarily a spot open in Gothenburg, but Lexington is not even 20 minutes up the road. So we have people that are serving in the communities where they grew up. So they have that connection. They know the roadways. They know the people. And so if it's it's not coming necessarily from a stranger providing these education efforts and just the, the word of advice. And when I say education, it's not just going into schools. Education happens on every traffic stop. It's here's why. Here's why you need to slow down. Here's why you need to wear your seatbelt. Giving those messages, and all of our troopers do that. It comes with a little bit more authority when it's coming from someone that they may know. Jeannie, I want to go back to you. Uh, you had shared the results uh, of the recent driver education report from Nebraska teen driving experiences. Now, there were over a thousand students. So this was not just, you know, a few kids in a class. There's a number of students that provided input and several barriers as to why they wouldn't take driver's education. Now, which barriers stood out to you and what solutions do you see as kind of like that that low-hanging fruit to increase the, that engagement and, and to express the importance to these kids? Because really, we're, we're starting to push out a little bit further into western Nebraska now when we talk about some of these findings. Well, the survey is done through our Teens in the Driver's Seat program, which ties in really well to what local communities are doing to try to impact that. And so we had 22 schools that participated and did the survey. And from that survey, we found out that I think the biggest thing is that parents and students don't know the benefits of taking driver's ed. Um, One is it reduces their crash rate. And it also reduces violations compared to kids that do a 50-hour log with their parents. 
The other thing, especially when you get out of the urban areas of Nebraska, is accessibility to driver's education. Um, there are not a lot of driver education schools that can cover all of those students um, to give them an opportunity to be able to participate in a course like that. And it's, it's very beneficial. And the other can be cost. Um, we don't ever want cost to be a barrier for a, for a student to be able to take take a class. So, you know, that's something else that as a state we can look at is how do we kind of overcome those barriers so we give the opportunity to anybody that wants to take the course, they can take it. Another question I had, because I, th I think you, you mentioned the um, the driver agreement that parents can set up with their kids. What would you say would be, you know, three, four different pieces or items that would, would be included in that driver agreement if, you know, I'm just thinking about the, the next two that I'm going to have that are going to be driving as well, that would be included in there. You both sign off on it. That would help with, you know, knocking down some of these barriers. Well, I, the parenting driving agreement is a free, easy tool that anybody can use. It's online. We have one that's specific to Nebraska because it, 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 it points out what our laws are when it comes to driving restrictions. And so that is just another piece that helps parents understand, oh, my child should not be driving from midnight to 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. But as a parent, if you don't want your kid driving past that time, you can say, no, I'm going to do 10, 10 p.m., mm -hmm. you know. So you, even though there's an agreement, parents can, uh, once again, take it, the, the initiative if they feel like it's not sufficient enough and make changes to that agreement. Always wearing your seatbelt. That's non-negotiable. You know, you have to wear your seat. No, you, no use of a cell phone while driving. And if they do break those rules, then there's consequences. But also part of the agreement is that parents are good role models too. Yeah. They, they, they check that I will be a good role model while driving and the team signs it. So they, it's more about opening up communication because who really talks about driving like one-on-one -on -one with their parent, not too many kids. You don't really think about it because it's just something you do. You get, you go to the DMV, you get your license and you practice, you go to hopefully driver's ed or you do a 50 hour log and, off you go. Well, you have to have set some expectations. Well, and I think that it's it's reasonable too when you start to add in the costs of I mean of the three of us that drive in our house, my daughter's insurance is the highest. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's just a product of her age, obviously. But then you, you take in not only the insurance but the maintenance of the vehicle, the gas, everything else. A lot of those, you know, uh, I guess factors can be all put in to that driver agreement. But Jeannie brings up something, Cody, that I wanted to jump back to you. You had talked about humanizing the badge and the idea of a lot of these troopers working in areas or in the communities where they grew up. And when you when you force some of these kids that maybe have those barriers or maybe aren't seeing the importance of driver's education, there has to be some, I would imagine, just natural kind of organic benefit there that that trooper might be pulling that kid over and and he knows because he was a kid in that community and, yep. he, and he knows the type of activity and things that are going on oh absolutely and i, I think that's such a a benefit to both parties uh not only does a trooper know where all the the cool hangouts are right and where the roads may be a little straighter and somebody's going to try to speed or something like that um they know all those things but they also have the connections they can have that personal story like i've been here I've seen this. Here's why I don't do that anymore. That type of thing. 
Um, another thing is the, the connections with schools. Like so many of our troopers will go back to the school that they attended, whether that's high school and in some cases elementary school, where we, we really start to make those connections with uh, the youth when they're really young so that once they get to 14, 15, 16, whether it's a farm permit or, or whatever they start driving with, um, they have that connection with some law enforcement officer, whether it's a trooper or a deputy or a local officer, because we want them to have that that authority figure who they trust to provide that positive information. So, yeah, our, our troopers will go into elementary schools and show off mm-hmm. what the dogs can do and things like that. And the kids are all amazed by that. But it's those connections with second and third graders that really pay dividends when they're ninth graders, when they're starting to drive. And so uh, we do a ton of those uh, events throughout the year. It's, it's phenomenal every single time. And we have great tools to do those community service efforts as well. Uh, and those have come through like grant funding with Highway Safety Office. Uh, AAA of Nebraska has provided some grant funding for these things too. So we have different tools that we're able to show to the kids, whether it's the rollover simulator mm-hmm. that will, it has a, you know, a, a dummy inside the car and spins the truck around and the dummy flies out because they're not wearing a seatbelt. Uh, we also have a new one that everyone loves that's called the Persuader. And it's, you sit in a seat I've, and the thing I have sat rolls in that, yes. you over and it's slowly and it's simu- it actually puts you in a rollover. Now you're buckled up, and if you're not wearing that seatbelt, you end up face first on the floor. But here's the thing with that, though, is even when you're in that and you are buckled in, you still feel you like you're feel gonna you're, you feel you're like you're gonna go down. Right, but the seatbelt holds you. It, it holds you, yep. but it, you know what? All I would say is this: it's not the most pleasant feeling <laughs> to be upside down and feel right. like you're gonna fall, but it certainly beats the alternative. Right, and so. You remember that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, how, how long ago did you ride that thing? And I shouldn't say ride because it's not an amusement park thing. But how long ago? Well, well the, months, the, right? the the troopers had some fun with me because they kind of they, they, they kind of left me hanging at a pretty they, pretty tough to angle. Too. I learned a lot about my core strength. Yeah. Let me just let me just say that. But you remember, and that's <laughs> oh, absolutely that's what we're trying to do with those those events where we go into the schools. Uh, maybe it's not just a school. Maybe it's a different. I mean, we do all sorts of scouts events and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of community festivals and stuff where we have those education efforts. So it, it's having that localized connection, whether the troopers from there or not. It really means a lot to have a trooper there. And I, I wish we could have a trooper go to every single um, car show, fair, whatever it is around the around the state, because uh, we get requests for so, so many. Uh, it'd be phenomenal if we had enough people to do that. Um, so I guess we're hiring. I should say, that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested, the next hiring process starts soon. But I mean, it, it's wonderful that we've had such great reception with those programs over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I do think as people, as the young people get to that driving age, hopefully that positive impression and the memories they have of going through the persuader over the rollover simulator, uh, it hits home, and then they actually actually buckle up every time they get behind the wheel well and speaking of buckling up um click it or ticket runs through june 4th yep and there's an emphasis during the summer months um you know i, I know that uh, colonel bulldock was talking uh recently about some of the different activity that's obviously the hundred days and, and what's going on um one of the things that he mentioned and and i wanted you to kind of give a little bit of clarification on what exactly it is um one the high visibility patrols mm-hmm. Uh, but also, what other types of activity around the the, uh, 
you know, all the state lakes or different recreation areas. Can we expect between now and Labor Day to kind of help maybe, you know, for lack of a better term, cut off at the past some otherwise, uh, you know, bad behavior that could that could uh, hurt yeah. some folks? Um, so click it or ticket is kind of our big kickoff to right. summer. And then we have drive sober or get pulled over, which is the end. That's right around Labor Day. Um, and then I mentioned earlier all those localized efforts, um, the lakes, the recreation areas, those are more of the localized efforts where we'll literally have a trooper get in a boat with Nebraska Game and Parks officers, and they'll go do boat patrols. And it's just, again, having that law enforcement presence, but they also will patrol around the recreational areas because that we know that impaired driving is prevalent in those areas. And so... It's not just picking out random lakes and things like that or rec areas or doing it whenever we feel like it. Uh, the Department of Transportation has identified priority counties, and there are usually about 25 to 30 priority counties across the state of Nebraska where we know there are traffic issues. Um, and if you really if you wanted to list off 25 or 30 counties, you could probably guess half of them uh, just because of population and traffic in those areas. Uh, it really matches up along those lines. So what we do is we'll focus our efforts in many of those counties specifically because the Highway Safety Office has said, for instance, Scotts Bluff County is a priority county because we know there are uh, this observed seatbelt usage. We have this usually this many DUI convictions in that county, whatever it is, and they've got those metrics. And so we focus our efforts uh, on a lot of those counties. And that's where the grant funding comes in that provide for the high, the high visibility or saturation patrols. Uh, basically, that just means more troopers on the road. And so we try to be as visible as possible in areas um, and really focus on those priority counties that the Department of Transportation has identified. And when we have those efforts, generally we'll see more activity on the enforcement side. Uh, but that also leads to more opportunities on the education side, too. Uh, last last bit for you, Jeannie. I, I wanted to ask because uh, Cody brought this up with looking at the different counties and in the, in, in the areas and, and looking at the statistics. And really, that's that's your wheelhouse. You know, that's where you're you're in your element. And, I, and I'm just curious. You've mentioned the, uh, the the driver agreement and that being just a free resource that you know parents can go and check out. But. With, with all of the data that you that you and your team gather, what are some other resources? Where would you direct a parent that maybe has that 14 or 15-year-old right now that maybe is in one of those counties where, you know, they're aware of the fact that there is a higher level uh, of, of traffic infractions or, or seatbelt use or what have you? What, what are those resources that you would you would direct them to to put in front of them that they can start that conversation now? Because you just can't do it the night before they turn 16 and get their driver's license. Right. Well, we have our own website called parentsdrivethemessage.ne.gov, and it has all the information basically that we talked about from, you know, local community initiatives, teens in the driver's seat, to getting a parent-teen driving agreement, to the driving restrictions informational card. That's really a good one-stop shop and it has my contact information there because we do get a lot of questions about licensing and things and the DMV um, has information too, the Department of Motor Vehicles. And then, you know, your website, the, the National Safety Councils, Nebraska Safety Council, State Patrol, there's just so many resources online uh, as well that parents can, can really look forward to looking at. 
Yeah, and I and I would uh, I appreciate you bringing that up, and and I I would circle back again here before we step away for a moment that the the road safety presentation that that we do I think a lot of times for adults for mom and dad for the guardians what have you in their place of business uh, you, you know even if it's like your Rotary Club or whatever the group is it's about a thirty to forty five minute presentation it's something that we do. Um, in concert with the Nebraska Department of Transportation and, and the highway office. It is a free presentation. We will go anywhere in the state to do it. Um, and there is uh, th- there is some a major impact there. there. There will be some piece of that road safety presentation that will speak to you, whether it's an experience that you've had or someone that you've known. Um, and it definitely, it gives you a different perspective, just like the defensive driving course um, that, that we provide as well. Um, Jeannie, Cody, I want to thank you both very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I think we're going to all adopt the hundred days. We're going to call it the hundred days of summer between Memorial day and labor day. We know what we need to do. Um, we're going to step away for a quick moment and wrap up here. This is the connections podcast. The Nebraska Safety Council has been serving Nebraskans since 1961. We are committed to providing your business and organization with the education and training to keep you, your employees, and family safe on the road, at home, or in the workplace. Your support of the Nebraska Safety Council allows us to continue providing classes and programs for traffic safety, wellness services, and training safety. Your support is appreciated. To learn more about donating or sponsorship opportunities with the Nebraska Safety Council, visit nesafetycouncil.org to learn more. Many thanks again to our guest today, Jeannie Beats, the community health educator with the Nebraska Department of Health and Human Services, and Cody Thomas, public relations director with the Nebraska State Patrol. Thanks to Cam, uh, our resident producer here chris and the rest of the crew here at the hill varsity club herdat media a reminder that if you are in lincoln tomorrow from 10 a.m to 2 p.m we will be at gateway mall our community day and uh, we actually do have a summer safety focus so we've actually uh, going to be focusing a lot on uh, water safety and uh, just an opportunity to come hang out with us and learn more about all the different programs that we have going on our next connections podcast will be right back here at the hill varsity club thursday august 3rd and we'd encourage you uh in light of some of the recent um changes or upcoming changes in in the laws specifically dealing with helmets uh for motorcyclists that uh, you would in uh if you know someone or if you were thinking about uh, getting into uh riding a motorcycle visit our website we do offer a three-day beginner uh, rider course um, a lot of the uh, the safety tips and what you'll need to be safe on the roads riding that motorcycle, we will teach. It includes both classroom and range training. Uh, you can visit nesafetycouncil.org for that. Also, we have our teen driver education, uh, which uh, we're offering classes not only in person, but also uh, online as well as the Google Classroom option. You can learn about that. We run those classes throughout the year, nesafetycouncil.org to learn all about that. Again, many thanks, Jeannie and Cody. Thank you so much for being here. That'll do it for this edition of the Connections Podcast. Talk to you soon.
The Connections Podcast is a presentation of the Nebraska Safety Council and produced by Herd Ad Media. For questions, suggestions, or to inquire about being a guest, please email marketing at nesafetycouncil.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or visit us at nesafetycouncil.org. A Huda Media Production.